0: That's it. Why don't you give him some praise? Because he is faithful. Come on, give him some praise. He is faithful. No matter what's going on here, he's still God. You ought to give him some praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We bless you, O Lord. Praise the Lord. What a joy to feel the presence of the Lord in this house. And I know that you are feeling it And it is that victory that sees us through It brings us through And I want to encourage you today If you're here with a need Maybe you're a long time church member And this perhaps Maybe it just become another Sunday And you're doing the ritual and the duty And we all should I want to, I want to jar your faith this morning He is still God And he's still able To work in your life today Have faith in God Maybe you're a guest or a newcomer and you're not sure still what all of this is about. I want to encourage you to open your life up to the power, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ and allow Him to be real in you. Matthew chapter 5, if you want to turn there with me while you're turning there, just give you a quick update on my dad. Of course, you know he fell last week, broke his hip and had surgery. And so he's still at the hospital. They're trying to get him over to rehab so he can do his therapy, but uh, things don't happen very well on the weekends. So um, because of that, my wife's with them this morning making sure. I warned him though. I said, look, my brother's coming into town this afternoon, and uh, I'll be off work this afternoon, so we're both coming. So y'all should figure it out before we get there. So pray for the hospital staff. They're going to need it about 4 o'clock. Amen. He is doing... Uh, As well as expected. I uh, will try to give you an update. I don't know if I'll get this far in my sermon or not. If not, more information is coming on our building program. We are uh, right at the point of starting. We have contracts uh, to sign. Uh, Things will uh, start moving this week in that regard. It will still be a while before you physically see tractors or anything like that. Uh, But we we are... thumping over the domino, and it's about to go. So I'll say more about that. Of course, we all um, need prayer. We need uh, to continue. I can assure you, if, if a church begins to make progress, little foxes start to nibble at the vine. And you can expect whenever things happen in a positive way for the church as the body that there will be struggle come. And i want to i want you to be aware of that so that you're not taken off guard when it happens but also to let you know when that happens you know you're headed in the right direction and to keep on moving and keep on going of course as we have from the beginning uh, the, uh, w- we'll keep you fully apprised of what's going on we originally had uh, launched our capital campaign that sort of lapsed during covid for obvious reasons And I'll say more about that again in uh, other communications and when I can from here when we have the time. But uh, we'll be asking everyone to to chip in. We need to relaunch that. We have a lot of cash on hand, but we have a really big project. And if we all pitch in, I think we can get everything done uh, in one swoop with the gym, chapel, kitchen. All the parking uh, before those things change on us with the city and so I'll be uh, asking each of you to review that and your original commitments maybe new commitments some of you are new or weren't a part of that Uh, we need to make a stab at that and uh, it's in our grasp to just pay cash for everything and uh, be done with it so I'm thankful for that that's a miracle uh, that we can do that and so I am very grateful that we're in this position Matthew chapter 5 Verse 13, this is Jesus. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Now, I want to challenge you sometime to pick up your Bible, and the translators put what... or the words of Jesus in red, you can just follow the dialogue. There's a few instances, particularly in John, where we're not quite sure if that was Jesus or John speaking. But by and large, if you see red letters, those are the words of Jesus. If you think, if you think sermons are hard, I want you to just read those red letters. Amen. Amen. And particularly Matthew four, five, six. 6. Read those. And this is some of those words, Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, what are you going to use to make it salty? He says, if that happens, this is Jesus, he says, if that happens, the salt's not good for anything but to be thrown out in the street and trampled under the foot of men because it has no value because it's left and lost its purpose. I want to preach this morning simply a question. Is the salt salty? Is the salt salty? Amen. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and ask them that question. Is the salt salty? amen the Lord bless you you may be seated and again my wife wants me to share with you she wish she could be here she was out Wednesday with uh, dad as well and uh, also today so um, she really really wants to be here with you have an interesting message today as you know I try to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ I try to stay out of the headlines because you all cover that on social media (laughs) By the time you get through, there's really nothing left for me to say. (laughs) There's not much to be said, quite honestly, before you post, but we get it covered. Amen. (laughs) However, the Bible does make claims, and the Bible does say things. and At times, those things intersect with our lives. And at those times, I feel obligated that, I have to say something if the gospel says something our world is in chaos in case you haven't read the news our world is in total disarray our nation our nation is on a downward spiral of moral decay it has become vogue and popular and even in many places appropriate to call good evil, and to call evil good. Our nation is normalizing deviancy and marginalizing normalcy. There is a deliberate attempt to overturn the created order, biology, thousands of years of human existence, and quite honestly, common sense. The forces that, that be are trying to impose rules and norms, laws and expectations on the overwhelming majority for the sake of a statistically insignificant handful. Some are confused, yes. Some are wounded, yes. Some are sick, yes. Some are misguided, yes. Some willfully make choices. Yes, and they need our prayers. But to use statistical anomalies as somehow as a baseline for normalcy is wrong. It's dishonest. It's deceitful. And at one point or another, it crosses a line and becomes evil. Do Do these historically recent deviations bring peace? Do they bring wholeness? Do they bring happiness to people? Do they bring a sense of fulfillment? Do they bring contentment? Do they allow for the propagation and nourishment of children and therefore the human race? But the greater greater questions are these. Do they honor God? Are they biologically true are they culturally sustainable and do they even make sense whatever whatever adults do with their lives is their free choice and I don't think the government needs to be involved in any of those choices we fall down a very steep slippery slope when we want the government to decide what morality is And so whatever adults do with their lives is their free choice, even when it may be unhealthy, destructive, crazy, or against nature. It's their choice. It's their life. But when adults try to expose such ideas to children, and especially children who are not their own, When politicians and entertainment industry executives and school teachers try to indoctrinate children, anyone's children, they have crossed a line. It is not the prerogative of these people to train other people's children with regard to anything other than reading, writing, and arithmetic and even then they only have this privilege when it is delegated by parents but to usurp the prerogative to instruct another person's child in in matters of destructive unwholesome unnatural and age inappropriate content is evil recently Recently, an Austin Independent School District teacher expressed her dissatisfaction with the entire, with the reality that, or her dissatisfaction with the, the, the reality that an entire week of AISD's curriculum was devoted to pride. Her dissatisfaction was that it was not enough for the elementary children that she teaches. This teacher teaches fourth grade. She said 20 of her 32 students have come out to her, stating they are LGBTQIA+. Why is a school system discussing sexuality with children? Fourth graders have not entered puberty, and are mostly unconcerned with their love life. This teacher claims 63% of her class came out. This is 2,000% more than the national average of people who come out. It seems that she has cultivated an environment that exposes children... The conversations that ought to happen at home if they happen at all. And then encourages them to make commitments and come out and talk about it and these sorts of things, things that their young minds can't really comprehend. There also are references to private conversations that teachers are having with students with the assurance you don't have to say anything about this conversation when you get home. There is a robust sex education program at AISD, by the way, for not just high schoolers, but also for junior hires and for elementary age kids that includes, well, it includes anatomy, it includes biological gender versus gender identity choices, sexually transmitted diseases, et cetera, et cetera. These policies have been in place for years, dearly beloved, as well as in the suburbs, And yet the voters return the same city council members back year after year after year. And they send the same school district members, board members back year after year after year, and parents continue to send their children into these cesspools of depravity and disgust day after day after day. Fortunately, many families have been able to make decisions, alternative decisions for education. The Florida legislature... The Florida legislature passed a bill banning such conversations. The bill, listen, the bill specifically bans the instruction, instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity for kindergarten through third grade. Kindergarten through third grade. And there has been an outcry from the corporate world as well as from politicians in the entertainment industry and others. The media have effectively dubbed the bill the Don't Say Gay Bill, but the bill doesn't even contain the word gay. The actual name of the bill is the Parental Rights and Education Bill. Because the point is, the bill is to prevent teachers from teaching children four years old to eight years old anything about sex or gender or intimacy. The idea is that school teachers should not be teaching other people's children about sexuality. And specifically, they shouldn't be teaching children who are four to eight years old. And yet, corporate America and the politicians in Hollywood are against this. They're against this. Why? The only logical explanation seems to be that the bill might get in the way of other people's children being instructed before puberty and even while they're watching cartoons. And that somehow gets in the way of an agenda if you can't get to the youngest kids soon. Regardless of what you may think, and choices of individuals in this room may be consistent with some of the issues that we're discussing. The issue for me today is not so much that choice, but the choice of people to infiltrate and claim authority over other people's children. Disney has weighed in they have vehemently opposed the Florida law because after all they're in the business of entertaining children why would Disney advocate think of it why would Disney advocate for a public school teacher to be able to discuss sexuality and gender identity with an eight-year-old what is in the fight for them why are they advocating for a teacher A government employee to have the right to discuss sexuality and gender identity with an eight-year-old, a seven-year-old, a six-year-old, a five-year-old, a four-year-old. That is what Disney is advocating for. An executive in charge of Disney's content on a related but different matter recently elaborated on her desire to depict queerness in Disney films. Why? Why do children need to see queerness in Disney films? Why do they need to see much romance at all in Disney films? She further elaborated at how pleased she was at arriving at Disney to see how open the corporate culture was to these ideas. Jesus told his followers, you are the salt of the earth. By definition, salt is unique. By definition, salt is is different. To be of value, salt must be distinctively different from everything around it. Salt by its nature is dissimilar to everything else seasoning gains its identity because it's different from everything else guess what salt is not green beans now you're laughing but this is no more simplistic than the biology lessons you're hearing salt is not green beans and salt is not peanuts and salt is not watermelon and salt is not french fries Salt is salt. Salt is an influencer of those things. It's not those things. You use salt when those things need help, when those things need improvement. You add salt to other things to change those things. You don't add salt to those things so those things can change the salt. In fact, the only reason salt has a value is because it's distinct and it's different and it's unique. You don't ask for the salt shaker when you think something needs to be sour. You don't ask for the salt shaker when you think something needs to be sweet. You grab the salt shaker when you need salt because there's nothing like it. It retains its identity and it doesn't change and it's stable. And you know that when you go to the cabinet, Salt is always going to be salt and it's always going to do what you need it to do and it's always going to influence and it's always going to cut through and it's always going to get to its purpose if you just use it. Jesus specifically said, but if the salt loses its flavor, what are you going to use? What are you going to use to make the salt salty again? Jesus said the salt, if it loses its uniqueness and its qualities, the salt becomes good for nothing because it's given up its function. It's giving up what it's created for. And if it gives that up, he says it's no good for anything but to be tossed out and trampled under the foot of men. If salt loses its saltiness. It's worthless. The church is to be an influence on the world, not to be influenced by the world. if the church ceases to be what it is then the church is no more the church is not just a gathering that reflects the values of the news or the values of a entertainment industry or the values of politicians the church is an entity that has been called out of darkness and into his marvelous life individuals that have been washed in the blood of Jesus that have had their lives changed and they are there as a witness of the grace of God. And if that is something different than the green beans, so be it. But the salt is still the salt and the salt still has a job to do. The church will continue to reach and love everyone. This message today is not about love or evangelism or reaching the lost. We have had people from every background and every walk of life come into this congregation. And on any Sunday, on any given Sunday, there are people from across the spectrum of society that we have welcomed here and they are welcomed here but the church is committed to love and to reach everyone. But the only way that we will be able to love and reach everyone is if we remain faithful to our identity. The only way the salt can change the green beans is if the salt stays salty. The only way the salt can help the peanuts is if the salt stays salty. The only way the salt helps the french fries is if it stays salty. And the only way the church is going to help the world is if the church remains the church. We we will not allow the world to shame us out of our beliefs. We will not allow the world to shame us out of common sense and decency. It is indecent to have conversations with a government employee and a five-year-old about sexuality. We will not be shamed out of decency and common sense we will not be shamed out of the facts of creation and the reality of biology. There are things that are established and settled. You can operate, you can take medicine, but the truth is still the truth. And if you're in that situation, we accept you and pray for you. But truth is still truth. And world, you're not getting a hold of our children. We're not turning over a generation for you to corrupt and for you to brainwash and for you to distort The reality that we are created in the image of God. We will not be shamed out of the witness of human history and human existence. We will not be shamed out of truth. I am appealing to families to remain strong. You can be both loving to the outsider and resolute in your commitment to truth. Do not sacrifice your children on the altar of education. Do not sacrifice your children to the temporary passing faddishness of wokeism that is raising its head. Do not check your brain at the door of the schoolhouse. You don't need to see all the movies. Your children don't need a smartphone or unfiltered access when they're little bitty kids. They don't need unlimited access to the internet be involved in your children's education be involved in your children's friends push back against the whole idea that the government should take care of your children eight hours a day push back on the idea that a nicer house and a nicer car are worth handing your kids over to the government so you can work a few more hours you need to push back on the age push back on the world push back on the reality You need to know what your kids are watching you need to know what apps are on their phone we need to renew the prayer meetings in the home hey the church building on sunday is not going to help do everything that needs to be done but i'm appealing to families renew the prayer meeting in the home renew the bible study in the home i want to encourage you to kindle that fire of revival in the home it can live again you can be victorious again god can bring victory into your house Can I give you a word of caution? It is the stragglers who are susceptible to the attacks of the enemy. It is the stragglers and the laggers who are those that are most susceptible to the challenges of the world. A government employee who likely has values contrary to the Bible will supervise your child 40 hours a week. How many hours a week do you interact with your child? I'm not talking about being in another room on two different devices. A government employee has 40 hours a week in your child's face. How many hours a week do you have instructing your child? I'm telling you a youth ministry and a Sunday service is not enough combat what you're facing out there I want to challenge families to again get hold of the horns of the altar this is not a time to pull back from church but a time to get in with every bit of devotion and every bit of consecration. partner with the ministries of the church for the spiritual health of your family your children need to hear your support of the church your children need to see your support of the church your children need to be at church your children need to see you at church your children need to see you worship your children need to see you live out consecrations. you can't have a Sunday life and a Saturday life church can't be only when you feel like it church can't be only when everyone's getting along as for me and my house we will serve the Lord is the salt still salty Our children are in kids' space is why I can be so plain with you, but I can assure you even some of them have heard everything I'm saying and more. Our precious young people sitting here on the front, these are our treasures. I want to encourage all of you young people that you are fearfully and wonderfully made by God. And God has an amazing plan for all of your lives. Don't become a pawn of someone that wants to use you for a political or social agenda. Yes, you have your own decisions and you have your own choices. But you should be wary of anyone who intentionally tries to separate you from your family's values, from your values, from your church, from the deep testimony that's in your life and in your family's life. God has given your family a journey and a victory and a win. And anyone that would try to separate you from the things that have brought you this far, that is a dangerous person. I want to challenge our young people, keep worshiping. My heart was good this morning in worship when I looked over and they're gathered around the front. I want to tell you that you can overcome this world. This is not the first time there's been crazy things happen in the world. But the gospel of Jesus Christ is able to bring you through the struggle and the trial. You keep on worshiping. And I want you to know you're not alone but you come into this place you go into your homes and you're among a community of faith that stands with you and we are fighting with you and just because a lot of public people on public forums are saying it doesn't mean it's true and it doesn't even mean it's the majority in fact polls say it's not the majority I want you to know it's not a struggle between a handful and the rest of the world the overwhelming majority of the world is in your corner I want you to say no to the confusion. This only brings confusion. It doesn't bring you peace. It doesn't bring you happiness. It doesn't push you closer to God. It doesn't push you closer to family. Stand for the absence of confusion. Stand with the solidification of your faith and your strength in what you know has gotten you this far. You all have lives and choices to make. I think you know where the church stands and what we hope those choices are. But those choices are yours to make and they're not the choices of some government employee to try to rip you from the arms of your parents. And until you understand fully the journey of your parents and how you got where you are and the things that they were delivered from and the things that got them that far and what, what God has done, until you get that understanding, you keep walking in the path that God has placed you in and you walk faithfully before God. Is the salt still salty? It is a it is a real battle. And I want to assure the church today that the church stands with our families. You know that we can you know that we can make progress and you have testimonies of so many challenges. The truth is The truth is the church of Jesus Christ is established upon a firm foundation. No matter the whims of society, and no matter the things that blow through, the church of Jesus Christ is established and it is solid. And the gospel works in every situation. It is not hindered and everyone needs to know the gospel. I don't care their persuasion, I don't care their experience, I don't care what their background is. Everyone needs to know that Jesus Christ is still the answer, that Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. They need to know that He is that manna that comes down from heaven and through the seeking and the yearning and the desires to try to feel the inner hunger, that Jesus Christ is that sustenance and that bread. He is that living water for all the thirsty seekers who are going from this and that And here and there, He is that one who quenches that thirst. They need to know. He still sets people free. He still breaks chains of bondage. He still delivers from addictions. He still mends broken hearts. And He still puts broken relationships back together. And I want to challenge us to remember, sometimes maybe for second, third generation Pentecostals, it's easy to forget. Maybe, maybe it's easy to forget the story. And this is what the Lord tried to intervene. He tried to, he tried to stop this from happening in the Old Testament. When they came across the River Jordan, He told them, take some stones out of there. And I want you to take those stones and build an altar. Not only that, but I want you to celebrate this Passover. That was before the Red Sea. Two different memorials. And the point was, when your children ask, what does this mean? You tell them what it means. I think it's very healthy for us to every once in a while tell the same old testimony all over again. I know they say we're old and just keep repeating ourselves, but you had better be right. I have a testimony to tell of how God has delivered and brought me out and brought me through. Parents, you need to tell the testimony of how God has brought you out of darkness. Maybe it was your parents, but you need to make sure they know the story, know how God touched the family, know how he brought you out, and know what he has done in your life. When the children ask why do they dance around the front, you need to tell them it's not about the music, but we have a story. We once were in darkness and now we are in light. We were bound, we were confused, by but we have been given hope in Jesus tell them the stories this is why the salt must be salty every service counts every service counts that's why you ought to worship every service has nothing to do with the song selection or the soloist on stage. It has everything to do with gratitude towards God. But not only that, we are committed as a church to create a safe haven for all the weary seekers that come in here, and especially for our children and our youth, they need to come in here and know the story is still alive. The testimony still rages in the hearts of people. You've heard me say this before, but many times we thank our young people for leading us in worship. That's backwards people. The people with more experience ought to be leading us in worship. The people with more testimonies ought to be leading us in worship. Children excite their parents when they worship. Well, why don't the parents excite their children and show them how to worship? There should be... A gratitude of worship in our spirits. Why? Because souls are on the line. People come hungry. People come thirsty. People come empty. And we are committed as a church to make sure that the salt stays salty. When you got the Holy Ghost, it was chances are it wasn't because the church was extraordinarily dead that night. When you got delivered, it wasn't because chances are the church was extremely boring and the preacher didn't have anything to say. You walked into a church, your mind was blown, you didn't know what they were talking about. You thought they were all crazy and said you'd never come back but then while you're sitting there something got a hold of you and started working on you and you said i don't know what it is but whatever it is i want it." and you found yourself with your hands raised speaking in other tongues as the spirit gave the utterance you found yourself crying maybe in the floor and then you found yourself in a baptistry why because the testimony was still alive and the salt was still salty Why don't we stand? I'm out of time. I want to share some more things. This is, not a message about, this is not a message about how to interact with the unchurched. They're the unchurched, folks. Don't be surprised when you read stuff in the news. That's the way the world works. They live by a different set of values. The point is, we have to make sure those values... Don't creep into the church. And we have to protect the vulnerable. There's all this talk out there about protecting the vulnerable and the innocent and all that until you start talking about our children and the unborn. And then it becomes politically and socially expedient to kind of just toss that out the window. Whoever can believe whatever they want but keep your hands off my kids... Our kids are fearfully and wonderfully made. He knew them in the womb before they were born. And I'm doing everything I can to align them with God. And then they're going to have to make some choices someday how they live that out. But I don't want somebody that doesn't even know about God or somebody that doesn't know anything about anything that I value coming and kind of yanking them off of a trail and throwing them into a cesspool of confusion that they're not even ready to deal with. There is no decency or common sense. I don't know if you remember or not, but we were saying the same thing when they just introduced sex education into schools. There's just some things that a five-year-old shouldn't have a government employee instruct them on. And I want to challenge you families. This is where your kids are. This is what they're hearing every day. Those of you that work for major corporations, this is what you're being told you have to believe. And so I just want you to know, I try to stay out of the newspapers, but at some point we have to say, the wall is there. The individuals are welcome to come in here, but the doctrines are not getting in. I do feel a sense of the presence of the Lord in this place. And I just want to say right now, if you have a need in your life, before I go any further, and you need Jesus, this Prince of Peace that I've been telling you about is here today. And all these amens you hear, hey, these people didn't just drop out of Saturn or fall, fell off you know, the, a saucer in heaven one day. You're sitting by some pretty sketchy folks. I just want you to know that. but they've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And so if you need the Lord, I want to invite you to come and pray. And I want to challenge all of our families. Maybe, maybe we have parents in here with youth, or I know our kids are all downstairs. I want us to pray as families particularly. But it's not just families. We all own this. We all own this. I want us to make some consecrations to the Lord today and some evaluations to make sure that in our lives the salt is still salty. Amen. Feel his call. Oh i always loved you. God did not see me. God you not hear me. I'm reaching for you now. Hear my word. I love you all. Praise God. Why don't we spend some time in prayer? If you're here with you have a someone in your family with you, why don't we pray together for a while? Quite honestly, that probably feels awkward for some because we just don't do it much. Why don't you start today? This is a time to pray together so it'll feel a little more natural tomorrow when you pray at home. Amen. Families, why don't we pray? Not just families, everyone in this building. I want us to pray and see if the salt is still salty. Is there that passion, that burden, that desire, that longing to just live for God? that longing to serve Him, that longing for God to be glorified in our lives. That's beautiful. If you don't mind stepping forward a little bit so we don't clog the aisles, that that longing to seek after the Lord. Those of you, maybe your families are already raised or maybe you're a single adult here this morning, we still need to create that atmosphere in our church, that welcoming, warm place where the gospel of Jesus Christ intersects with lives and changes them. Could you do that all across the room? Would you just begin to pray? Would you lift your voices? Lord, I pray that your power would continually manifest in me. I pray that your presence would continually work in me. Lord, let our church be that loving, healing presence in this world. The only way we can do that is if we remain faithful to who we are. If we remain faithful to your will. we remain faithful to... Lord, what you have set forth in creation. God, if we continue faithfully, you'll help help with challenges and you'll help with circumstance and you'll help, Lord, with things that maybe we're not not certain about or things that we struggle with. You'll help. I have confidence in that. Pray that our strength would be renewed. Pray that our hope would be steadfast. I pray, Lord, that we would continue to value our young people and our children and serve them with ministry and serve them Lord serve them Lord in our church creating an atmosphere where families can come and worship creating an atmosphere where families can receive victory creating an atmosphere Lord where you can work in our lives come on let's pray let's pray this church can change Austin Texas I know we're not perfect no individual in here is perfect but we can stand in the gap with prayer and confidence and faith. And the witness of God's grace in our lives. And we can make the difference. It starts by making a difference in your home. And making a difference in this room. Hallelujah. 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 And all we have his more of you. Is that the way you feel? I want more of him. Hallelujah. Come on. Linger in his presence for a while. Come on. Linger in his presence. speak to you and give you clarity right now maybe there's maybe there's a call on your life for a particular thing let let God let God rekindle that right now maybe you need deliverance maybe you need an answer you need a breakthrough come on let God speak to you right now maybe I made you mad we can talk about it but would you reach out to the Lord would you reach out to the Lord he has healing. Jesus